right, welcome back to the Silver Screen Roll podcast. The Lakers just won game four against the Houston Rockets, 110 to 100. And you have Sabrina Merchant and Christian Rivas here to tell you why the Rockets suck. Christian, <laughs> you excited? <laughs> yeah, I um, I mean, that is the overwhelming takeaway from these last three games is the Rockets are frauds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to contextualize that there are two former MVPs on that team and not just like, not like Derrick Rose, former MVP, but like <laughs> one within the last five years MVP. 2017 so. and 2018. Wow. Who would have thought? More recently than LeBron James has won an MVP. Let's point that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it was not, it was not close at all. I mean, it, for a moment it was close. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to have to delete tweets from the account, uh, <laughs> but I, I did not. The Lakers pulled through, uh, beat the Rockets 110-100, so uh, feeling pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to pretend that those last four minutes or so didn't really happen because I kind of think that it, you know, just doesn't really flow with the whole narrative of the rest of the game. Like, I think the Lakers kind of took their foot (laughs) off the gas, and I understand you have to play 48 minutes. Like, it would have been a legitimate win if Houston had somehow come back, whatever. I don't think it was representative of who the Lakers were for the majority of that game. And I'm going to focus on the first 44 minutes because that's, I think, more indicative of what we can expect out of the Lakers going forward in this series. So let's talk about the start. Uh, JaVale McGee officially out of the starting lineup, Markeith Morris in. Uh, do you think that was the right move? Yeah, so I, I know at the beginning of the series, everybody was calling for the Lakers to go super small ball. And I was reluctant for them to do that just because I it's kind of like playing into the Rockets hands Mm -hmm. uh, forcing teams to go as small as them knowing that they're not equipped to do that Um, the one wrinkle in that argument is that Anthony Davis exists Mm -hmm. and in game one I think you kind of saw that Anthony Davis matching up with PJ Tucker or any of the small guys in the Rockets roster just didn't seem to be working for him. Uh, and the way they were doubling him, he didn't handle those well. Since then, I don't know what, like, I don't know if that was the first time Anthony Davis has watched film all season, but he has not had an issue since. Like, the Rockets have had no answer for him. He's been making his, by the way, my biggest criticism of Anthony Davis's last game was, the Rockets are following him a lot, but he's not making his free throws at as, as high of a clip as he has been in the regular season. Nine for nine from the free throw line. Like, this game was tailor-made for, Anthony Davis for me. <laughs> yes. Bravo. Um, everybody played really well. And um, so, yeah, I, and obviously Markeith started the game off pretty well. Uh, on, the only three-pointer he hit was that three-pointer, like, midway through the first quarter. Uh, but otherwise was pretty good. So uh, the Lakers didn't have any problems with with taking JaVale McGee out of the the lineup. And Dwight Howard was a DNP CD once again. And uh, I don't know if this is the lineup they'll use going forward or even against the Clippers, Uh, but it worked. It worked for them. Already counting out the Nuggets, are we? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, the one major problem I had with uh, going small immediately was that I worry about the egos of JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. And I think by playing them in the series and showing that, like, hey, this is kind of a difficult matchup for you to be in, it gives Vogel plausible deniability to be like, you know, I I put you out there. It didn't quite work. Our offense couldn't score anything when, you know, there were three guys around the basket at all times preventing Anthony Davis from doing anything. 
so this is why we had to take you out. Uh, I think Dwight got some minutes in game one, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and they were not good. So at least like there was some data to point to, to be like, this is not your series. We tried, it didn't work. I apologize. We're still saving you for the next round because I do believe that obviously JaVale McGee is going to come back into the starting lineup if the Lakers advance to the conference finals. And I think Dwight Howard will even have a place depending on, you know, whether it's the Clippers or the Nuggets more so against Nuggets, but it's going to be the Clippers. Let's be real. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, Dwight Howard played such little minutes this series that I had to make sure that he did in fact play minutes. Uh, he played 11 minutes and nine seconds in game one. So it was not a lot of minutes. Uh, he was a negative eight in that game, but most of the Lakers were negatives in the box score. So it's not saying much. Um, but the, the most exciting part of the game and forgive me if I'm being hyperbolic, <laughs> but seeing Taylor Horton Tucker oh on God. the floor for absolutely no reason at all. Like there was no explanation for it. The Lakers were up a good amount. But not, not to the point where you're like, I expect to see Taylor Horton Tucker minutes. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, those types of minutes are reserved for end of bubble seeding games like mm-hmm. we saw in the bubble seeding games. He was in a playoff game, and man, <laughs> I was jumping out of my seat with, with the, the shots he made. He looked like – I don't want to say he looked – good but he certainly had good shots he looked capable of being on the floor right <laughs> that he was good because he did some stupid things like yes stupid absolutely things, but it didn't look like he was out of place and i'm just gonna provide a little bit of context because i think it's it's necessary um yes frank vogel experimented with some weird ass lineups during the seating <laughs> games uh let's just call a spade a spade there were some weird lineups being put on the floor for the lakers he did play Taylor Horton Tucker a lot against the Rockets in that one seeding game. Now the right. Lakers looked terrible in that game altogether, but Taylor Horton Tucker had some nice minutes. He was not out of his element against the Rockets. And there's a very big difference between a seeding game that the Lakers are objectively not trying to win versus a playoff game that they are <laughs> trying to win, at least for the first 44 minutes, let's say. Right. Uh, and I kind of like that Frank was like, you know, I've, I've lost two members of my rotation. You know, I want to get a little bit more depth into the game. Like, uh, Rondo and Caruso have the tendency to get into foul trouble. Like there was just a little, a moment there, you know, to just inject a little bit of life in for the Lakers. And what a great button to push because they were only up four when THG came in the game. I wrote in my notes, THG question mark. Whoa. (laughs) Don't know what happened there. (laughs) And then this guy just comes in. LeBron James passes to him for a corner three. Like we were talking about LeBron James losing confidence in Danny Green not two yes. weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And the man has confidence in THG from the second he takes the court to take Crushed a corner eyes. three. Did not go in. <laughs> but like, look how happy the Lakers were when THG was doing his thing. Oh, yeah. LeBron the James was that... running up and down the bench like it was the All Star game all right. over again. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he made a jump shot is oh, enough. Man to celebrate because his shooting splits in the G league were just horrible. Like anything that wasn't a dunk or a layup was just bad. Mm-hmm. And even like he had a few layups at the rim that he just missed, like mm-hmm. that you were scratching your head. How did you miss that shot? But the ones that did go in, boy, was I excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. THG. I mean, uh, he got, he got a little, a little in his head. I mean, he, uh, he took one three from what we could charitably call like Curry range. Uh, after he made the first one 
And then he decided to post up James Harden and take the fade away, which that would have been the moment that oh, broke Lakers Twitter. That would have been the one. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, I think Vogel was like, all right, that's been enough. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did your time. Like we built a 10 point lead, uh, you know, built the margin up a little bit. The guys are excited. We're feeling ourselves again. Let's not give it away. <laughs> that was remarkable. I enjoyed every second of the Taylor Horton Tucker experience. And I what was funny is. And watched it again during halftime. <laughs> <laughs> um, the funniest thing about that was I was on my way to my girlfriend's house to watch the game. Mm-hmm. Um, just a few seconds before Taylor Horton Tucker was subbed in. And I was I was in a Discord with my friends, and my friend Hani goes, "Oh my God, Taylor Horton Tucker's walking to the table." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I pulled into my uh, my girlfriend's driveway faster than I ever have. Uh, so yeah, it was it was great. Um, and I I mean, you can point all over the roster at guys that did well. I mean, when when you bust the game open the way the Lakers did, it's hard to point at what they did wrong. Um, They turned over the ball a whole lot in the fourth quarter, but we're not going to talk about it. Um, The second, I I did not know until I looked at the box score that the Rockets won the second half. Well, they won the fourth quarter fairly handily. So that was probably it. Um, Yeah. The Lakers have had a problem with their third quarter defense for a lot of this series. Uh, You know, I think most noticeably in game two, when they just gave up that entire 20 point lead in the third quarter, uh, they were not as tight in game three in the third quarter as well. Uh, that sort of required them to make that fourth quarter run. And we saw the, the lapses again in game three. I just feel like, uh, or today in game four, I kind of feel like the Rockets take a while to get warmed up, which like, okay, if they're going to, you know, only win one quarter, that's fine. Like we can win the other three and pretty comfortably. Yeah. But um, I mostly was like very, very pleased with the Lakers defensive effort. You know, uh, there were some decisions like when you, he trapped James Harden like ideally like the open guy would be Eric Gordon but um that's also like a consequence of you know Houston actually doing some nice things and like trying to screen off the guy from coming to help so most of the time I thought the that the Lakers defense was great uh, obviously the last four minutes that we we're not going to speak of was just a different situation and a lot <laughs> of that was just oh the Lakers turned the ball over on every possession so then the Rockets were able to score and uh their discipline with fouling you know is something that still needs to be addressed uh but Harden is just a different you know character when it comes to that sort of thing like most guys are not gonna be able to generate 20 free throw attempts in a single game and I am not as concerned about that as like a future predictor as I am just I would like to be able to contain James Harden better <laughs> yeah so that was that but um I just wanted to point on one thing that you've been saying uh yeah a lot of the Lakers played well not a great LeBron game and I don't say that to denigrate LeBron. I just say that to be like, hey, the Lakers won pretty comfortably and LeBron didn't have to be LeBron James, like playoff yeah. LeBron. So that was pretty cool. I think playoff Caruso made his debut. Um, not that he, ha- that he hasn't been good mm-hmm. in this series or the series before. He has. Uh, but to see him make a pair of three-pointers was a welcome sight. Really cool. It, I think the most disappointing development for me outside of Danny Green, Anthony, or sorry, more Danny Green not being able to hit his three-pointers, Anthony Davis not being able to hit his free throws, mm-hmm. is Alex Russo being an like a non-shooter. Mm-hmm. Like LeBron James just ignoring him when he's open, um, which when Caruso isn't making his shots leads to like a 29-point first half from LeBron James because he doesn't <laughs> trust anybody on the team. Um, 
But when he is, it leads to a 16-point night for him, which was tied for the second most on the team with LeBron James. So um, I made a little friendly wager with Harrison. Um, <laughs> it was really with the slack, but he brought it up in the podcast that if, if Alex Russo scores 20 points uh, in a crucial playoff game, that I would have to get um, an Alex Caruso tattoo. Uh, he scored 16 points. And even if he did, I would have argued that most of them came in garbage time. But uh, I'm just, the goalposts are going to keep moving is what I'm saying. So I think 20 points is a fair mark to have set because uh, we, we love Caruso. We adore Caruso. But yes. uh, 20 points is, is a big number for him. Even when he's playing more minutes than Danny Green, which, yo, Frank, what are you doing? Like, uh, I get that, you know, Caruso is, you know, everybody's favorite guard right now, but like Danny Green got fewer minutes than KCP, Rondo and Caruso. Um, maybe those seven THT minutes, like the only person who didn't enjoy them was Danny Green because yeah. those were his moments. Yeah. I, um, I don't know what is going on, uh, with Danny Green. He's another one that made a pair of three pointers tonight which is good and they came in rhythm and it was like a really nice run when he got those anytime danny green is making three-pointers things are going right for the lakers Mm -hmm. generally speaking um the one exception being opening night against the clippers (laughs) he used all of his three-pointers for the season in that one game he hit a ton against the bucks in milwaukee too yeah so who knows who knows what'll happen with danny green but he i mean he's still like a very positive player on the defensive end, even if he doesn't move as quickly as he used to, like mm-hmm. he was still a plus 10 in the box score tonight. Um, he, his gait is just so interesting to me. Oh like yeah. He, that little hitch that he runs with. Uh, I, I just, I find it so like, I know you're a good defender, but like nothing about this looks like things are going according oh. to plan. <laughs> I guess there's a method to the madness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one, um, the one thing I would have liked to see more of is, you know, Danny Green said he wanted Frank to challenge him more. I, I would like Danny Green to get more minutes. I think that he does more good things than most people give him credit for. And uh, if I'm going to be like a bit of a downer on what was otherwise a very fun win, uh, just, you know, get Danny some run. Yeah. <laughs> I expect him to play lots of minutes in the Western Conference finals um, against one of the Nuggets or Clippers. Um, sorry for counting the, the Nuggets out. I, I don't mean to disrespect the uh, Nuggets that came back from a 3-1 deficit. That is no small feat. Um, but yeah, it, Danny Green, again, is still such a positive force on the defensive end. And when you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on the opposite end of the floor, um, that's a guy you want on the team. The, the thing that has excited me the, as we get closer to the Western conference finals is the players that have emerged as like impact players Mm -hmm. like Marquise Morris, Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso, which they were in the regular season or at at least Kuzma. uh, I was going to say Kuzma and Caruso, but honestly Kuzma in the regular season wasn't (laughs) very good at all. Um, So for them to flip the switch like that, like, for Caruso, Kuzma, and Marquise to be legitimately good rotation players, um, that raises their floor a little bit more um, and obviously raises their ceiling. And then you have the biggest development, which is Kyle Kuzma 
blossoming into a positive defender um, and an energy guy on the defensive end off of the bench. Um, when you have, again, Kawhi, Paul George, Marcus Morris, Jamichael Green, guys like that that are going to be on the floor, at least one of those guys are going to be on the floor at all times in that series. Uh, it makes me feel a lot more confident going into that series with the Clippers than, than I was before the playoffs started. So a lot of positive takeaways. Um, I think Portland and Houston were great tests for them. And obviously it's not over yet, <laughs> but it certainly looks that way. Yeah. I think the one thing that's really made me happy about Kuzma is uh, ironically, I feel like we've talked about his defense quite a bit, um, but you wrote this week, I think about how Kuzma said that he thought he was getting stuck in the corner on offense, especially right. in game one against Houston. And he's just been super active in the half court. Like, but a Lakers offense has a tendency to get a little stagnant. Um, I think stagnant is even, you know, a, a nice way of referring to it at times, like the way they just sort of stand there and kind of look like the Rockets, except they don't shoot threes. Right. <laughs> uh, but like Kuzma's always moving around. He's always cutting. He's always driving to the basket. He's, you know, making his defender work. And, oh, my God, he had a great baseline drive on the Rockets earlier in this game. And, you know, P.J. Tucker got away with it clear hack that should have been a foul, you know, because Kuzma was about to dunk all over his face. Uh, he had a nice putback, you know, uh, he gets the ball moving in transition. I, uh, I like Kuzma settling into this role where, you know, he, he clearly wants to be like Jason Tatum, you know, like they're in the same draft class. Like he right. thinks that he has the capability and the talent to be that player. You know, he has said, I'm only not starting because I come behind the two best forwards in the league. Uh, maybe um but he's really settled into like i can fill my role this way and it's his first playoffs like i didn't think that we would reach that point where he'd become a role player and that caruso would you know uh he looked a little a little shocked by the limelight in the first postseason game i'm not gonna yes. lie it took a little a little while to get going against portland like he settled in uh KCP has only really been in the playoffs once, I think, with Detroit, and that was a sweep against the Cavaliers, so it's not really a playoff appearance. Uh, so he's, like, sort of settling in now, too. Like, the guys just look more comfortable, and I'm a lot more confident in their ability to just be average, which is all we need when you have yes. Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I So my – prediction for kuzma I, I was a little bit more optimistic even before christian optimistic about started. kuzma what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh like even before the preseason game started that i didn't count i i wasn't confident that he was going to be an impact player on a night-to-night -night basis i think after the preseason games i said i'm not expecting much different from kyle kuzma like from what i've seen which after their first game in like four months was a bit of a spicy take, but I am quick with these Twitter fingers, as <laughs> many of you know. Um, but I did say that Kyle Kuzma was going to win the Lakers a few games in the playoffs. And I think that's true. It's just not true in the way that I thought it was true going into the season. I thought Kuzma was going to have a game where he goes for like 28 points on a ridiculous like – nine of whatever shooting from the field like one of those marquise morris game two things where he just yes. like four threes in a row right <laughs> right and because we've seen kuzma get that hot especially mm -hmm. uh when he becomes the focal point of that second or first unit 
the most encouraging thing I've seen from Kuzma is obviously the way he's played on the defensive end, but I think he settled into that role defensively before he did offensively, and now he's figuring out his role on offense. Um, didn't have a fantastic shooting night tonight. Went two of six from the field. Um, but his head's in the right place. He has the right ideas, the way the cuts he's making. Um, he can do a little less like contested jump shots off of the dribble if, if that's going to be his role. Uh, but to know that he has it in his arsenal is good. Obviously, we'd like to see a few more three-pointers fall for him. But otherwise, I mean, Kuzma has been a, a revelation for the Lakers in a way that not even I, the biggest Kuzma stand outside of Kuzma's mom, um, could have expected. I'm just looking at, like, the advanced box score for a second, and Daniel Horton Tucker's net rating today was plus 51.3. Playoff THT. Playoff THT. Let's go. Well, we had to get one of them because Playoff Rondo did not really show up today. Um, he, uh, he was kind of the Rondo I expected, which is to say not helping the Lakers win. And then but he put up numbers. And then at the end of the game, he, uh, instead of going for a layup, decided to throw the ball off of the backboard for LeBron James, who was in the middle of two defenders yeah. and still got the tongue because he is LeBron James. But and it was, oh it boy, was that could have been ugly. He dunk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, but he still put up, still put up those numbers. 11 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals. Oh, man, Rondo cashes in on his stats. And oh, then yes. he, just, he threw a grenade to Alex Caruso <laughs> at the end of the shot clock once. There's like 1.3 ticks left. He just dumps it off to AC and it's like, yeah, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I, I feel like we're talking about this series as if it's over. And honestly, even when the Lakers were only up by like 14 to 16 for much of that third quarter, I never really felt like the Rockets had enough fight to come back into it. Um, they showed a little bit of fight at the end of the game. I wonder if they're going to have that to start game five because uh, the Lakers just seem comfortable now, right? Like they seem like they know exactly what they're doing against this team. They've settled into the rotation. Uh, they, you know, have figured out different ways to win, right? Like whether that's relying on LeBron James for scoring or Anthony Davis for scoring or the third man who just happens to be the open man, right? Like LeBron James passed the ball to Alex Caruso, like, on a kick out at the end of the game to put them up eight. Like that was an Alex Caruso three that sealed the game. I mean, yeah. we feels good. We dreamt about this, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that like that particular situation ever entered my mind. Uh, so yeah, they, they figured out like multiple ways to beat the Rockets. I think they're, they've gotten a decent handle on Harden. Like even though he got to the line 20 times, I still think 21 points is an outcome that you're accept, like you're satisfied with. If you're the Lakers defense, I think Frank is obviously not satisfied because he, we can't be, but uh, I I just don't see really like what the Rockets can do short of getting like 63 pointers up in game five. That's going to make this a different outcome. They can get Tyson Chandler back. Um, <laughs> that'll be, uh, I mean, a former defensive stalwart. Former defensive player seen... of the year, my man. Yes. <laughs> I haven't seen it on Rockets Twitter yet, but. I'm sure I will. If I looked it up, I'd find it in no time, I'm sure. Um, but no, in all seriousness, I think you're absolutely right. I, and I felt this way after last game. Um, obviously, there was an opportunity for the Rockets to tie the series tonight. But I don't know. Nothing about what the Lakers did in game three outside of Rondo being as good as he was didn't feel not sustainable to me. Mm -hmm. If anything, I left that game thinking, 
boy, I can't wait to see these guys when they're actually settled in. And obviously the fourth quarter was not great, but everything before that made me think that the Lakers have this team figured out. Yeah, and maybe it would be different if Russell Westbrook were fully healthy because um, we saw, you know, back in February that he was difficult for the Lakers to guard. Right. He has been historically difficult for the Lakers to guard. Uh, he's clearly not, you know, fully recovered from this quad injury that he suffered during the CD games. Maybe it would be different if they had Daniel House. Um, I don't know. Macklemore hit a couple threes today. He looked all right. Uh, I don't really want to get into the House thing. I haven't done any reading on it, so I'm just going to yeah. leave it at that. Like, maybe it would be different if they had Daniel House. Free to but, my Carroll. <laughs> uh, yeah, I – I was worried about the Rockets coming into the series. Like, not enough to the point where I didn't pick the Lakers. I obviously picked the Lakers. Yes. But I thought that they did enough things to concern the Lakers. And even in that game one, it wasn't so much that the Rockets, like, gave the Lakers grief. It was just, oh, the Lakers aren't ready yet. Yes. And once the Lakers got ready, they completely turned the tide of the series, right? They had one bad defensive quarter in game two that kind of made it seem closer than it needed to be. Uh, But they have been in control of the last three games and does that mean that i'm okay if we lose game one in the conference final should we get to that point no no i'm not (laughs) i'm like not mentally gonna put myself in that place but kudos to the coaching staff they made the right adjustments um they put in dht in the second quarter of a meaningful playoff game and it worked i think i saw the lakers twitter account say that that was his seventh career game seventh Yes, his seventh. My man lit it up. Yeah, <laughs> sign all of the clutch clients. <laughs> I so what what's crazy what's crazy crazy to me is, I think my biggest fear with the Rockets was the possibility of them catching fire from behind the three point line. The Lakers not being able to do anything about it, mm-hmm. um, and I. I haven't looked at the stats after tonight's game for the series. Um, but in the last two games, and, and even tonight, the Rockets have shot above their season average from behind the three-point line. Like, mm-hmm. they're knocking down their three-point shots. It's just the Lakers have been a better team. And I think that – if you're a Lakers fan, that's all you can ask for. It's not – you're not beating the Rockets because the Rockets aren't able to play their style against – the Lakers the Lakers are beating the Rockets in spite of them playing their style which is just insane not not anything I was expecting going into the series and I certainly wasn't expecting um to fire off tweets about not being afraid of the beard (laughs) because I did fear the beard I didn't know what the Lakers were going to throw at him and it turns out they don't he is his own worst enemy in this series (sighs) Poor James Harden. The takes are the takes are coming. Oh, They're absolutely. Coming. And um, I'm going to fire them off while I can. <laughs> I will say just a, a little bit of a counter to what you were saying about, you know, Rockets being able to play their own game. I, I expected them to be getting up about 45 to 53s per game. Like I talked mm-hmm. to the guys at the Dream Shape before the series. They were saying like, they're going to need to shoot upwards of 50. They got 33 three-pointers in this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe they're making a lot, but like they're shooting them like a normal team, you know? And the Lakers can play defense against normal teams. That is not a problem. They are not going full rocket launcher supernova, like 45 plus attempts per game. They're going to make 40% of 33 three-point attempts. Like that's a very acceptable outcome. And, you know, like I, I think um, Mike, Mike Prada tweeted this the other day where like those 
of you who like complain that you can't play defense in the modern NBA, just watch the Lakers in the second half against the Rockets. Right. Like they've figured out how to shut down this team. And yeah, the offense looks whatever, you know, it's, it's the Lakers. It's fine. <laughs> but like you said, they, they know what to do and they just have to do it. Yeah. I, is there anything in game five that you think the Rockets can throw out the Lakers that the Lakers haven't seen yet? Maybe like a fully healthy Westbrook who's like just attacking in the open floor. Uh, if he gets better. But yeah, I think that, I think that's probably it. I think unless uh, Tamari Carroll or Michael Frater or Mba Mute have like, yeah, <laughs> uh, something left in the tank that we haven't seen yet. I mean, I think that's it. And then it's on to the Western conference finals, which is really, really exciting. I'm nervous. I think the Clippers are a really good team. Uh, but again, it nothing about these last two rounds made me think the Lakers' regular season was a fluke. Um, not, nothing about the way they played have made me think the Lakers have kind of stumbled stumbled their way into a Western Conference Finals appearance. The stretches in which they look like the best team in the NBA may not be a full 48 minutes, but when they do, they look really, really, really good. And Anthony Davis just looks more comfortable with every game so a lot to be excited about if you're a lakers fan um i know i'm excited yeah i think i think that's a good place to stop uh the lakers are up 3-1 on the rockets after winning game four 110 to 100 game five is on saturday hopefully they finish them off then and uh make sure you're subscribed to the silver screen roll podcast on wherever you listen to your shows so that you can be ready to celebrate with us when that happens and hopefully Oh. Halsey agrees to <laughs> celebrate with us. Halsey, if you're listening, please come on the pod. Yes, Halsey, the uh, the great new Twitter account that has <laughs> allowed us to enjoy this experience even more. All right. Take care.